there's something about reconnecting with an old army battle buddy just brings back all these nostalgic memories. I'll tell that story next. Trust and believe. Thank everybody. Now, today's episode is different. It's a little different from previous Nomad Cast episodes. Today, I'll be having a sit down conversation with one of my old army battle buddies, as you can see here in the thumbnail. We're going to be talking about everything under the sun, life, growing up in the army, after the army, so on and so forth. So sit back, relax, let's enjoy this Nomad Cast presents the interview. Trust and believe. Trust and believe you are tuned into episode 122 of the Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Got a special guest in the building today, a distinguished gentleman. Honorable gentleman, a gentleman I served with way back in 2017 to 2018, Camp Casey, South Korea, and the almighty Blacksmith Battalion, 70 BSB. He was the uh, HSC headquarters and headquarters company, first sergeant, tip of the spear, a man that was, you know, all about the seniors, the peers and subordinates. Everybody wanted to introduce the retired, I want to emphasize the retired Army First Sergeant, Mr. Frazier. Going on. Going on. What's up, man? Walking through, walking through. So everything's good. Oh yeah. Yeah, everything's good. Yeah, man. So it's been a while. I, you left Korea in what? The summer of 18, right? Yep. Yep. May, I, May, June. Yeah. It's like May, June. Cause I left in August of 18. Yeah. Um, and I tell you, I don't know, you probably share the same sentiments. No matter all the units that we have served in with the Army, you know you always remember, of course you always remember the bad ones, but yeah. 70th BSB, HHC, it always holds, at least for me, it holds a special place in my heart. I still talk about this unit, and I ain't even been in the unit five years, you know what I mean? But right. It always holds, holds a special place. We're talking about Sergeant Major Brown, you know what I'm saying? The battalion commander, you know, Captain Carl, all these folks, man. It's just Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was one of those gems, man. It was like perfect timing, all the perfect people at the right time, right Yeah. Place. I still talk about them now. I, I I've been putting plugs in these people air at AMC. Sergeant Major Brown and Colonel Donahue. Colonel Donahue, yeah. I still talk yeah. to Sergeant Major and uh as you as well, Colonel Donahue yeah. and Major Coffee, all those folks, man. Like you said, it oh, was yeah. it was a perfect storm. Yep. Perfect storm. Yeah, yep. man. All right, man. You want to go ahead and get into it? Yeah. 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 All yeah, right. Too. So so let's talk about your upbringing. Your upbringing, you know, the roots of the name Frazier, how it all started for you. Yeah, for me, well, you know, I'm from the Virgin Islands, born and raised. Stayed there. You know, I, I left to join the Army when I was 20, 20 years old. You know, I got here. My mom and dad worked. And my dad was one of those typical strict, hey, he was, he was no nonsense. But once we yeah. got at a certain age, he was he more like, his friend of mine was always like, hey, I can raise him. But once we got to about 15 and 16, he used to tell us all the time, hey, really? Like, I understand. All I can do right now is give you advice. It's up to you whether you want to follow it. But his his motto was always, if you've grown enough to make your own decision and do what you want to do, and you've grown enough to live with the consequences of whatever your decisions are. Exactly. So, exactly. so it was always, you know, like I tell him now, even when my friends were going out and stuff, I would do stuff, you know. But I knew there was a limit to what I would do because <laughs> he would... My dad would tell us in a minute, hey, you do something to wind up in jail, that's where you're going to sit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, so when we go around my parents, like, they grandparents now, you know, they all nice and stuff. <laughs> I, I tell my kids, I say, hey, and when, when we were young, man, they, they let us know they loved us by letting us know they didn't care about us. Like, hey, y'all, yeah. like, you do something stupid, <laughs> that's you. It's like I tell, we tell ours, these ain't the dudes we grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hey, I can remember being in high school, 16, 17, wanting to go out. And you know, my dad's like, hey, well, you need to be back by 11. I'm like, partner, ain't really going to start jumping till about 11. He just looked at me like, you want to go or not? Right, exactly. 
Yeah, man. You can go, you can go and be back by 11 or you can not go at all. What's that old saying? Nothing good happens after midnight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, it was fun, man. We had, I got a lot of friends that I still talk to now. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet up from time to time. We're talking about all the old days, all the crazy stuff. One thing I can say, you know, to, as much as technology and everything is good, I, we just talk about, you know, man, we just get up on a Sunday. You know, jump on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and go around the neighborhood and start rallying people up, man. And yeah. We'll be outside all day. So our parents really ain't had to worry. Like how we got to worry about entertaining kids because they want to stay in the house all day. You know, yeah. they, they know, hey, you out, you out. Just be home by this time. That's it. You know, we we get on our bikes and ride to the beach. Yeah. And, that, and then if you came back home, don't be going in and out that door, get you some oh, yeah. water and bye. Yeah. 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 My, <laughs> well, I'm, my grandma, she'll lock you out. She'll tell you the first time. You got one more time to come in. Yeah. Come back in, she's going to lock the door. You ain't going back out there. Yeah. That's it. I think that's... You just let three mosquitoes in mind. I think that was consistent no matter what you know, race or creed, whatever. I think we all can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Either the, the, parent, the mother at home, the dad at home, or the grandmother or the old school uncles. Hey, man, oh, yeah. go back out there. You don't need no more water, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, kids nowadays do the same thing we used to do. We try to, you know, because all, all the adults was inside, sitting around the table, telling yeah. stories, you know, yeah. trying to be nosy. Be like, no, y'all get outside. <laughs> go, go outside and play. Grown folk stuff going on. That's here. grown folk stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't even eat with us. Go eat in the kitchen yeah. at the kid <laughs> table. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it. man. It, it, was, it was lovely, though. I, I, I enjoyed my childhood. Well, like I say, my dad was sick. He's like, "Hey, get good grades. That's your job. If you get good grades, yeah, and don't don't embarrass me or your mom." And you know, at that time, when I was growing up, you know, it was it was truly a village, man. Like, hey, yeah. I know my neighbor would snatch me up sometimes. Like, hey, what you doing? Yeah, you know, you ain't supposed to be doing that. You know, yeah, and, and it, it wasn't no. You couldn't go tell your dad, "Hey, Mister Such and Such, yell at me." What what would you do? Exactly. And that, I think that's what's lost nowadays because now we don't, like you said, oh, yeah. that village is, is burned down in a sense. We don't yeah. have that no more where, you know, like with us, you know, we would go down the street. Miss Lewis knew, hey, your mom said you can't go over here. Why are you down there? Right. <laughs> right. And they will snatch you up. So you had to deal with Miss Lewis, Mr. Jenkins and all these folks. And then you yeah. still got to come home and pay the piper. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, you know they're gonna call your parents and be like, "Yeah, yeah, I saw your son. I had to snatch him up and send him on his way because he was down here doing something." You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 my, like my daughters, you know, they grown now. But I told uh-huh. them, I said, "Y'all, y'all, the era that we grew up in, man, it was just like, hey, you know, even even the people, the little, you know, the man on the on the block and stuff, they they're leaving long at a certain like they knew my dad, so they'd be like, hey, no." Don't 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 try to get them in the <laughs> He ain't gonna have it. Man. They used to tell mm-hmm. me that. Like, yeah, you know your dad ain't gonna. Like, yeah, let me go on. How yeah, many I, brothers and sisters you have? So I got five brothers and two sisters. Yeah. So my mom had a, a daughter when she met my dad. My dad had a son when they met. Then they had four more boys together. And then my dad, right where my so my. Me, my own, I have an older brother that's a year older than me. I have a younger brother that's a year younger than me. The one that's a year younger than me, my dad, you know, he he got a daughter that's the same age as that. She was born in May. The other brother, my brother, was born in September. Uh huh. Yeah. So, but that it was family was was a big thing. I know. I can remember Sunday. Every Sunday we had breakfast. My dad, like my dad, used to cook. He's made yeah. Juices from scratch. Yeah. Biscuits. You know, we every Sunday we eat it'd be biscuits. And, mm-hmm. and as I got older, man, I was like, I know they ain't had a lot of money, but they made sure we had everything. everything. Yeah, we yes, ain't, it, we ain't I we ain't never had the bag for nothing. Um, yep. You know, it was the yeah, the, it, the old school parents they learned how to stretch that dollar. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, you got the money how you got the money. Just got to get the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I took my daughter home uh, last last summer and I was showing. I was like, yeah, man, like, you know, I, I can remember being nine, ten years old, man. Mm-hmm. And my mom would hand us some money and a grocery list. <laughs> yeah. You know, we walked to the store. <laughs> yeah. Go grocery shopping and walk back. Exactly. <laughs> And it's it's yeah. funny you say that. It's like my son, our son is, he's about to be fifteen, and you know, just like you say, when we were younger, that was you had to do that. You yeah. walk past, you know, whoever you walk past to get to the store. Yeah. But it's like my son is like, I want to go to the store. All right, let's go. You know, yep. it, you know, I don't know if it's just society has changed or we're parents yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy. She was like, what? Y'all used to walk all the way. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, like, man, I told her, I said, when I was 11, 12 years old, you know, in the summertime, man, I was walk to the store, bagging groceries yeah. for snack money. You know, I'd go cut people grass, wash cars. Yeah. We did that really, whatever, man. It was, in our case, we did that, and, in, in, you know, we had snow in Detroit, so you shoveling oh, snow. Yeah. You're doing all yeah. sorts of stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. But now it's yeah. just... It's, it's just different now. Damn, but I tell you, I said, it builds character, man. That's that stuff. It made us, like, I, we, we had a little uh, reunion with some guys that I played baseball with growing up, and our coach was there. He, he was talking about that. He's like, yeah. He said, you know, that type of stuff, when you did when you learn, it made you street smart. You, you know yeah. you know who to, who yeah. to hang around, who not to hang around, who exactly. you need to walk past, who you yep. need to cross the street and get away from. It, you know, it, I, now, go ahead. Yeah, it was, I told him, it was, it was at, at that time, we were young, we didn't know, but our parents, yeah, like, yeah, you know, sometimes they'll tell you, yeah, hey, go down here and, and get this and this from Miss Miss Maggie. We had a lady named Miss Maggie. She used to sell, like, candy and plates of food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And my, you know, my dad would make stuff. Like, he used to make, like I said, we had a lot of fruits and stuff in our backyard, so he'll make juices, you know, different stuff for people. Yeah. They'll come back together. They'll be like, I'll pay you next week. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And then maybe next week, you know, he, like I say, on Sundays, breakfast, we all, we had a big breakfast. And then I think, because this is what I explain to my, my daughter all the time, mm-hmm. cousins, like we all used to meet up with my grandmother house, man, and it was like, okay, it was about 15, 16, 17 of us, all around the same age, you know, so it was like, Hey, my mom probably didn't have a cook a whole lunch, but you know she'll make some rice, yeah, and some macaroni. You know, my, my aunt will make some oxtail. My my other aunt will make some chicken. My, my dad will make some drinks, and they put it all together. Feed everybody. Everybody got food to take home. And that's that, just how it was. That's how it was. And you had not only did you ha- you was eating right then, you had enough for a couple of days later. Oh yeah. And you yeah. you know it was it's just a different time, man. You, yeah. You said something um, right when you was talking about you said your dad told you it builds character. And that re- used to remind me whenever we would have to stay late in forma- formation and like all oh, the, the junior enlisted. Well, we got to yeah. stay late. You was like, it builds character. Fall in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I, I tell you, man, I had a, well, I'll probably get into it later. I had a yeah. first honor at Fort Sill, man. It was first honor short. That man was he uh, he, everything that I did was probably a mini me of of how he was I can remember I remember him from I talked to him all the time all the time he he was one of them guys that was he was 13 probably too but he knew he knew supply he knew power he knew maintenance he knew everything yeah but yeah he was one of those I got lucky I was lucky in the army man well, since I, you're I saying that, you want to just go. Ahead, you want to just transition to why you enlisted, and then we could just pick it up oh, yeah. from there. All yeah. right. So let's start at the beginning, going down to the recruiting station. What mm-hmm. was that experience like? So for me, it's crazy. So my recruiter, I had thought about joining when my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. I was 19; she was born. So I had a recruiter, man. I didn't even know he was in the army. Mm-hmm. Like. We used to be on a basketball court, be playing basketball. I guess that was like his little recruiting tactic. He'd come around, hang around, you know, just be <laughs> yeah. like one of the people. We'd be like, hey, this dude got a nice car. Yeah. Dress real nice. He's like, what you do? I asked him one day. I'm like, what you do? He's like, hey, man, he do. give me a call tomorrow. 
I gave him a call. He like, hey, just let me down here. Got down there. He was in his uniform and stuff. And I'm like, he's like, I know what you about to say. He said, but just, just hand me out for a minute. And he sat me down. And you know what? He, he told me this. He's like, I'm not even going to tell you you got to do 20 years. He said, but in four years, most of your classmates probably be graduating from college. Trying to search for a job. Yep. Pay back their student loans or whatever. He said, you know, in four years, he said, you will have four years of job experience. He said, you'll learn things, you'll meet people, and you'll go places. Like, you know, he's like, I know you don't want to stay here. All day. That was my big thing. I was like, I don't want to stay here my whole life. Because you were still in the Virgin Islands then, right? Yep. 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 So, Sergeant First Class Anderson. That was my recruiter's name. <laughs> yep, I still remember it. Same thing. Like I got lucky. Like I got the basic and heard all these terrible recruiting stories, man. And I was like, I don't know. He, two things he told me. He's like, hey, don't raise your hand for nothing. He said, but most importantly, pack your overnight bag. He said, don't go up there <laughs> with no whole bunch of luggage. Yeah. And when I got there, I saw people, you know, falling off the bus with these suitcases, you know, drills <laughs> on. Like, oh, they think they're going to band camp. Oh, right. You know, you gonna carry that? Yeah. yeah. Trust and believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He took, he took care, but that was. Mainly, it was my daughter, man, because I was like, hey, you know, I got a daughter. At that mm-hmm. time, I was working security. Mm-hmm. I was working security at Kmart overnight. And okay. I was working at, at, at Western Auto in the daytime. Mm-hmm. I worked from 10 to 6, 10 at night to 6 in the morning at Kmart. And I used to go, my girlfriend at the time, we'd go over there, hang out with her, play with my daughter for a little bit, mm-hmm. catch little naps. And I was young then. I could do that. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I'd get up, go to Western Auto at 2 o'clock, work from 2 to 8. Get a little break. Right back at it. Came out at 10. Yeah. Right yeah. back at it. Yeah. I was like, I want my daughter to have good things. Man. I tell her all the time. She saved my life. I said, well, Yeah. If it wasn't for you, you know, telling what I was, I probably would be in the Virgin Islands with about six or seven kids, just all over the damn Yeah. And it's amazing how that's why I used to tell cats when I was a recruiter. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I was I was saying, you know, you talk about your recruiter. Now, I used to tell these cats when I was a recruiter, you come in the office, I'm not going to tell you about this whole dream 20 years, 25 years and all that. You're mm-hmm. working at White Castle. You're working at Burger King. Unless you are there to try to be a supervisor or something, you're wasting your time. Right. And all these cats you hanging out with, trust and believe, they're going to be there four years from now doing the same stuff. <laughs> So yep. challenge yourself and do something different. Yep. Yep. I tell people, I just tell soldiers that. I'm like, hey, man, you you can get four years and do it. And at that time, I was like, when I was in private, you know, we didn't have school, yeah. online college or none of that. Yeah. It was, you just doing the army. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I tell them, I said, man, yeah, he he didn't he didn't try to like he didn't really didn't recruit me recruit me he recruit me with mental training because I just sit there like man this guy what the hell did he do I, I need a job <laughs> like that right <laughs> and it was like yeah 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 that that was my joint army story left I, the only thing I told him was how fast can I leave and I I signed up June seventeenth. In July 24th, I was heading the base of training. Yeah. So t- walk me through, because we met each other when you were still the first sergeant. Walk me through from first duty station to the time you got to, let's say let's say first duty station up until retirement. What was that experience like? Oh, it, it was lovely, man. I can remember. So crazy. I, I went to AIT, you know, Fort Lee. Graduated in November, November 20th, 1996. Graduated from AIT. Mm-hmm. I didn't take leave. I didn't do eight trap or nothing. I went straight, straight to Germany because the drills are like, hey, don't take, don't waste your leave. Wait till you get there. Right. So you come home for Christmas. Yep. So I went there, got there. I think I reported. By the time I got there and got to my unit, it was like the 23rd, right before Thanksgiving. So my unit was in the field. They were coming back from the field for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, yeah, got there. That's when I got introduced to Smoke. Yeah. 
So we had so at that back then, you know, used to go meet the first army, lined up, you know, private such and such reporting. Yeah, yeah. Da, 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 stand up parade rest, he lining you up, like, okay. So and smoke comes in, and it's me, it was about four of us. Uh another supply guy, we had an NBC guy, and we had a couple thirteen Bravos. I was in our well, most of my units coming up with artillery units. Yeah. So uh, you know, we doing what the drill sergeant told us, you know. Yes, yeah. sergeant. No sergeant. Right. First sergeant is talking. Yes, first sergeant. No first sergeant. Smoke sergeant talking. Yes, sergeant. <laughs> and uh, one of the guys that was next to me, Baker, he was the NBC guy. He's like, yes, sergeant. He's like, are you coming to Charlie Banner? He's like, yes, sergeant. And he stopped and he looked at him. He said, let me tell you something. You call me sergeant again. I'm going to whoop your ass. <laughs> I'm smoke, damn it. Yeah. And right on cue, Baker said, <laughs> yes, sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he went off. He went, but after that, you know, hey, crazy story. My, so from there we went to the, we went to the field a lot. I, I used to tell people all the time that 1-6 FA, they put the field in field artillery, but we stayed in the field. Yeah. But it was a, it was like a work hard, play hard type of situation, man. Yeah. And, you know, I kind of miss that. Like I used to tell, you know, like when the soldiers were on extra duty and I was the first and I go talk to them and I tell them, man, like I remember even when I was an AIT platoon sergeant, I would tell the privates, man, like, you know, when I was a private, it was a lot more patient. You know, they weren't trying to kick you out on your first August 15, man. Yeah. Like, you show up late to formation. Yeah. Hey, you just going to see smoke at 1800. Yeah. And he's going to deal with you. He's going to, you know, he's going to scuff you up a little bit. He'll put you to work. he make you do some yeah. stuff. And then, hey, you know, we're going to drive on. It wasn't no pen to paper. You know, actually do none of that. Now, if you yeah. keep doing it, then, then, then yeah. If, then if, it, problem, if, but, if it's a know. pattern with that, then we got to execute. Yeah. But yeah, we, we had, uh, I, people, for me, like I tell, I can still remember in Germany, my first duty station, we still had, you know, wall locker for your civilian clothes, a wall locker for your military clothes. Yeah. You had duffel bags on top of the wall locker. You had to buff the floor. You had to buff the hallway. We had community showers. Yeah. You know, what was you, what was you at in Germany? Bamberg. Bamberg. He was in Bamberg. About an hour away from Swampert. Yep. Yeah, he was in Bamberg. Yep. First thing, first ID, Devardi. Yeah. But yeah, we had that. You know, that was one of my, one of my best. And then, that was probably one of the best things I was in. We had, you know, I had a my my battery commander. I got in a lot of trouble when I was in Germany. Now, but my yeah. battery commander, he did the one. He gave me my third R15 in Germany. Mo most of us did. <laughs> yeah, he he was my battalion commander when I made uh Tom first class at, at Fort Sill. Uh huh. Yep, and he was like Frazier. I remember you. I said, yeah. He's like, didn't I put you in jail? And I was like, no. <laughs> but you tried. Yeah, but one of the craziest stories that I always tell soldiers <laughs> when I was at Fort Lee. So we're down in the motor pool, mm -hmm. right? Now, we had a guy named Staff Sergeant Ruiz. Mm -hmm. Ruiz Estrada. Mm -hmm. and we had a guy named Smoke Luciano. Mm -hmm. He was a Puerto Rican guy. Mm -hmm. About six folk. Mm -hmm. Look like an old bodybuilder. <laughs> so, you know, smoke come down the motor pool. He's like, hey, Sean Reed, I need to get your section. Take your section and them three guys over there. You need to go down the main. I think they had to go pull a pack or something. And he's like, well, he said, you want He's like, right now, smoke? He looked at him. He's like, yeah, damn it, right now. He's like, I don't know, smoke. He's like, well, let me let me check with first on. And man, that must have triggered his PTSD. He's like, hey, what the hell you saying? He's like, I'm just saying, Smoke, I got to check with this person. And I'll bullshit you now, man. He's walked over to Tom Ruiz, man. He grabbed him by his collar, mm -hmm. pushed him in the connect, choked him out. Back in the day. Choked him out. <laughs> Let him go. And then he's like, now nah, I'll go do what the fuck I just said. And Pretty much. Me as a private, I'm like, <laughs> man. And that's when I was like, man, from I'm saying from about the first 10 years, when I especially when I was there, I would rather if they be like, hey, you gotta go see first. But if they say you gotta go see smoke, man, I'm like, no, man. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> if they 
And when I was, I can remember being a supply sergeant. Same mm-hmm. thing. I'd be like, hey, if I want to get something done, I'd be like, hey, smoke. And, you know, I said, section chiefs, everybody come out, hey, what you need, what you need, what you need? Yeah. They, they don't want to get smoked. But yeah, man, I tell people that story all the time. One of, one of my battle buddies that was there, he's like, every time we talk about it, he's like, man, remember that time, smoke Luciano? Choked out some reason. He's like, man, <laughs> that, that's like the most amazing thing. I can tell you, when I was a private in Germany, mm-hmm. you'd want to talk about, I didn't miss formation. Because, you know, back then, that's when they were like, like, first time, you know, yeah. you was getting mail, just reading off, and you got bad checks <laughs> in formation, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Harvey, come get this. Uh, we had a first on there, first on Gorman. Had a guy showed up, you know, Sergeant Stam training. Mm-hmm. Full His kit and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His stuff was all jacked up, man. He called him up front, and he's like, what section are you in? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm in third section. He's like, no. Point at him, damn it. <laughs> so he made him he's standing up there in the front of formation man pointing in his damn section to he's like your whole section is effed up all y'all all damn section get down and I was like man but I, I didn't miss formation for nothing because ain't no telling what was going on when, yeah, but you, it was fun we, we went to the field a lot but when we weren't in the field it was more like hey you know you work hard play hard yeah and it's it's you know, I, I look at WTF a lot, and I know you do oh, yeah. as well. And you know, some of the gym, the mental army gymnastics that soldiers and leaders are going through now, and they doing this in a time where you can communicate so easily, versus yeah. when we we couldn't communicate that easily. But it seemed like our communication was on point, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. We it's had, just we we had a. Uh... What was I? I might have been at Fort Seal still. But we were having a conversation. No, I was at the Drill Sergeant Academy. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about cell phones. You know, leaders having cell phones. And yeah. Stuff. And they were like, well, nah, some places I think we got to have them. I, so I was like, hey, it's good to have a cell phone. I said, but sometimes you got to communicate face to face. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Have formation. And they communicate face to face. They're like, well, they got cell phones. He's like, you know, got. And I had a partner from 86. And he was like, no, nah, man, because, you know, you know, some units is rapid deployment. I said, yeah, but 82nd been rapid deployment for years. What did they do before they had cell phones? They, I mean, they still used to rapid deployment. Exactly. What <laughs> yeah, happened in the 50s, they, they, they 60s, changed. the 70s? Right, right. Right. I told them. I, I, I was in Germany. And we, had, we had formation. They just called formation on a Saturday. Hey, Charlie Battery 16, formation Saturday. Like, hey, we're getting ready to go to Bosnia. Yeah. And that was it. You know, and you, it and you, they just they show up and whatever you want. And you could be, I remember, because I was in Germany in from 99 to 02. It was in Hanau. And again, this is yeah. before that whole cell phone thing uh, yep. take, took place. We would be at the daggone PX or something. Yes. Hey, top, top got formation at 1900. Don't be there. You, yeah. you know, so you know, you, you already had your weekend plan. So, you know, that has to stop. You're trying to catch a cab to base and all that stuff. Yeah. But you made it happen. But now you get a soldier. Soldier got a phone right now. A hey, formation can't, can't 1900. Get can't get a hold of him. Can't get a hold of him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. It's the army. I, like, I I talk to a lot of people. Because they got a lot of retired drills in this yeah. man. I, I, and I can imagine for them, you know, them, them Vietnam bits. When, yes. when by the time I was coming in, they probably were like, man. Because think about what is it. What's going on? Think about our leaders. I, I tell the people this all the time. Think about who our leaders were when yep. we joined. It was the Vietnam dudes. It was the Grenada yep. dudes. Yep. Them cats was old school. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it was kind of, you know, it, it, it was crazy. But it was, I, I, I enjoyed my time. And I, but I, I used to tell them, they IT soldiers, man. I'd be like, if I was the private that I was in this army, I probably wouldn't make it. Yeah. Past. My first year, I said, because I got in so much trouble just being a knucklehead. Yeah. You know, I said, I wasn't doing nothing crazy, but, you know, hey, it was discipline was discipline. Exactly. And then that was it. That was it. Yeah. So, so I, I left. I left from there. Or actually, I was in Germany for three years. I was single. And right. I can remember they, they had a message. They were like, hey, Fraser needs to get out of Germany. 
He's been here for it was almost three years. And they, I don't know why they thought I was married. There was another guy named Frazier that was, he was in service battery. His, mm-hmm. my middle name was his first name. So I don't know, oh, maybe okay. they thought I was him. I don't know what. But then they were like, hey man, yeah, this guy, Fort Hood expecting this guy <laughs> like 30 days ago. I was like, oh. So I wound up going to Fort Hood. I was supposed to be going to another artillery unit, a 442FA. Mm-hmm. They wind up sending me to a 49th Movement Control Battalion. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, you talking about a change? Yeah. Now, I'm coming from Germany. We're going to the field, doing all this. I show up there, man. It was it was a Movement Control Battalion. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that big. Right. Yeah, they all use the same. It, it was nine nine male soldiers in the tank and i can remember seeing signs on the first on door like hey here appointment at three o'clock <laughs> i'll be back <laughs> so they uh we had the psalm major, major francois she was 88 mike showed up we were, she was trying to turn you know turn the unit around we were going to the field so they're like hey we're going to the field so you know me i'm coming from germany i'm like okay yeah. Show up with all my stuff. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. They they looking at me, man, like like I was crazy. <laughs> what you doing? I'm like, we're going to the people. They're like, no, man. It ain't gonna do they just they just went out there, they set up the tent. Yeah. Got in the Humvees and drove back to Fort Hood. <laughs> Don't be breaking so that over here. Fort Hood and just, and just driving out there in the daytime. I was like, man, what in the world? They're like, yeah, man, this ain't no uh, they're like, you ain't in Germany no more. I'm like, really? it's not. And people yeah, I got up out of there fast. I got up out of there real fast. And people don't realize, you know, as much as military we move around all these years, it's like duty stations have their own uniqueness about them. Oh, yeah. And no duty station is the same. Just like you say, you came from Bamberg, Germany, where y'all doing something every second of the second. Mm-hmm. And you think that's ingrained in your mindset. You go in there, and all of a sudden, it's like, no, nah, man, we don't do all this. It's a culture shock, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's why I always yep. said, and I think we talked about this when we was in Korea, it's, it's always good to have that first horrible, oh, yeah. difficult assignment as your first oh, yeah. one. Yep. Because it, it, it sets it sets the tone for your whole career if you decide to you know, stay in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, i tell you a story about the day I was going to get out of the Army, mm-hmm. I was in Grafton, out in Grafton. Mm-hmm. It was about October, getting ready to be November. Cold. Cold raining. Yeah. And we out there. I was in the prone position. I said, back then, I used to tell the soldiers, I was like, back then, you know, we didn't have Vortex. It was yeah. A field jacket. Yep. And a poncho. Yeah. So I'm out there, man, <laughs> in a prone position with my weapon, mm-hmm. pointing at just trees. Yeah. Rain dripping down my Teflon, running Stand down the inside of my field jacket. And man, I'm telling you, that day I was like, I'm not doing this. Thank you, Chancellor Chris. It come time for me to run this. I ain't no way. No way. And I had that same first time, first time going, man. I, we had a GI party that lasted the whole weekend. But I remember oh, I was going to yeah. get out the army and he was like, See, I'm not in the business of telling people to stay in and get out. He said, uh-huh. but I would want you you know, go and for the next week, I want you to sit down and count the amount of hours that you work. And then he said, if you want to, he said, I'm not talking about being here. I said, I'm talking about physically engaged and doing something. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, man, that's why I tell people in the heart, it's the easiest job I ever had. It is. Because, you know, in a week, I think in a week, we probably physically worked 12, 13 hours. Yeah. Now, like what I tell soldiers, well, I used to tell soldiers now, now once you get up in rank and you got to go to meetings and all that, and then it's different. But I'm from E1 to E4, E5, same. Life was good. Yeah. Life was yeah. good. You released early and the NCOs got to stay. Life was great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I, so I, I, I left Fort Hood. I re enlisted to leave there. I was like, man, I was only there for a year. Uh huh. Realistically, went to Fort Sill. Oh, I got to Fort Sill. I was in Bravo Battery, two two FA. I was in the Salute Battery. They were going to the field every day. And this is 
I'm telling you, they will go to the field every day, shoot around, come back, go to the wash rack, clean the guns, clean the truck, clean the tools, pack everything up in the Connex, and then go right back out in the field next day. Yeah. They yes. did that every day. They were shooting yes. about a thousand rounds a week. And they would do that every day. And then on holidays, we did salute. Yeah. You know, July 4th, Memorial yep. Day, all that stuff. Yep. Yep. And then, you know, it was, I had a first song there. He, first song Swinney. He, uh, he taught me how to write NCR because I, I had just got promoted. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he saw my first NCR. He's like, he didn't cuss. So he's like, hey, man, who wrote this mess for you? I'm like, <laughs> the LT. He's like, man, don't you ever let no mother hurt you? You uh-huh. don't mess like this to you again. He said, you ain't going to get promoted with this. Uh-huh. I ain't going to bet. I'm like, oh. So yeah. Like, man, I'm going to teach you how to run the NCRs. So I was there for about two years. And then 9-11 hit. Yeah. 9-11, I was on staff. I was getting off of staff duty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I seen the planes. And I was like, man. And man, a, a pilot just ran the planes into the tower. And we were sitting there, my star major came out, and he's like, oh, there go another one. So, you know, did all that. I'm, I'm just thinking, man, so we left. The next day, man, was haywire. By the time I woke up, it was haywire. You couldn't get on pose. They were calling it like, hey, essential personnel only. Yeah. You know, I remember my first time, he was like, hey, man, if you ain't made it to Rogers Lane by now, just turn around and go back home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> by the time you get here, it's going <laughs> to be time to go home, so. Went through that whole deal, and then it was, hey, at that time, you know, I, at that time I was on a trade outside of Fort Hill. I got oh. orders to go to to the, to, to the other side because they were needing people to deploy. Yeah, and I got got sent over to one seventeen FA. And boy, you stayed in some FA units. Oh yeah, 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 oh yeah, one seventeen FA. Got. General Vandal was my brigade commander. I remember General Vandal. Commander. Yep, yeah, he was, he was the brigade commander when I went over there. So uh went over there January. You know, we started packing up, sat around, we were part of that old fourth ID fiasco where we uh-huh. sat around waiting to try to see if we we're gonna go through <laughs> Turkey or whatever. Yeah. Wind up getting there. Yeah, I had a I had a battery commander named Captain Young. Well, we were in Iraq. And this this was the first time. I ever seen uh, a commander about to get relieved, man. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was one of those guys that was like, you know, he was the smartest person in his class. Yeah. You know, thought he knew everything. Yeah. And, you know, first on he just he was the first on was kind of checked out. He was like, you know, trying to be mm-hmm. at the time. And he General Ordiano, he was a fourth ID commander then. Yeah. Right. Uh, Ray Ordiano. Yep. Showed up at our camp. Did a walkthrough. You know, we were sleeping on duffel bags, no mm-hmm. cots with no legs, sleeping on the top of five tons. Hot know, as hell. Sand fly bites all up on yeah. all kinds of stuff, man. And he he told him right there. He said, I'll be back on Tuesday. This was like on a Monday afternoon. He said, I'll be back next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he's like, depending on what I see, it would determine whether or not you the commander or not. Now, what I tell you, <laughs> and that night, he, he had a meeting with all the NCOs. You know, I really need y'all. And that, that first on Daniel, I gave him a lot of respect. As much as that dude used to try to treat him a certain way, yeah, I'm just personal feelings to the side. Yeah, so let's, let's make this happen. Yeah, got to get stuff done. You know, so yeah. we're going downtown, you know, buying stuff. And I talked to Smoke Wallace, man. I talked to him now. I be thinking like, man, it was me, Smoke Wallace, a medic, his driver, and maybe like two other cats, man. <laughs> and like yeah. two Humvees riding around downtown in the middle of some town close. We were up by the Iran border. Mm-hmm. Just riding around, man. We down there with all your head. They could have kidnapped us and did all kinds of stuff, man. We talk about that stuff now. I'd be like, man, that was crazy. We was doing that you know, soft shell Humvees, like yeah, like it ain't exactly, nothing. yeah. That was that was yeah, way so before the up armored and all that. Yep, yep. So we did all that. Uh, first arm, he wound up leaving, and that's when first arm short came. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, man. So we got back from Iraq, and I can remember 
you know, we got all our stuff back. We got a new commander came in, Captain Hinesraw. It was him in the first arm. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a, a Wednesday afternoon. He just, he didn't say nothing. He just walked around. You know, he walked through the motor pool, walked through the barracks. And then that Friday, like 9.30, he had a formation. He sent every soldier home. <laughs> every single soldier in the back sent him home. Mm-hmm. Kept the NCOs there. We cleaned weapons. Yeah. Cleaned crew serves. Swept the motor pool. Cut the grass. Mm-hmm. We did everything in the motor pool. And then after mm-hmm. that, he was like, hey, now y'all know the standard." Yep. <laughs> he like, so I don't expect it. <laughs> Y'all know exactly what needs to get done. Exactly. And, and, and but that's how he was. One thing I like black by him, we go to the field, and he come back from the field, and he was like, he just made the army seem so easy, man. Yeah. He come back from the field, and he's like, hey, we get, you know, 20 soldiers. And you know, they just, they were like the weapons cleaning team. They just going to clean all the weapons. You know, yep. get about 15 or 20 soldiers and drivers and TCs. They could go take all the vehicles to the wash rack and come back. Mm-hmm. You know, he did that with everything. After we used to get done recovering in about two days, man, and then we'll be at the YMCA playing basketball and civilian clothes yeah. and stuff. Right? Yep. Man, it's, it's a team thing, man. We're going to, instead of every section worrying about your section. Yeah. Because it don't matter if your section done or the rest of the battery ain't done. We still ain't done. Because, so exactly. Exactly. It, it, and that, that, that was that was probably the best unit I was in. One seventeen after I was in that battery for five years. Okay. I got there as an E five. I left there as a staff song promoter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And went man, went to Korea the first time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did we did everything, man. I went to I was supposed to go to drill song school when I was there, but then we deployed again. Mm-hmm. Went to Iraq, and that's when we had, you know, they started bringing in the ACUs and black parades yeah. and all you know all that mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was it was crazy. That but that Fort Sill, yeah, first on short man. He was he was one of those people that was just like, hey, everything just seemed so simple, so simple. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, I remember I was uh, E five trying to make E six, and I was like, man, these points keep going up and up. And he's like, what you even worried about the points for? Mm-hmm. He's like, just max out. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, don't, you said, quit looking at the points every month. You said, do what you got to do to max out. We did PT, and it came time for our We had a battery PT average of 284. Oh, wow. With no failures. When it came time for the PT test, for the whole month, all we would do was PT, mm-hmm. prepping for the PT test. And mm-hmm. the people that were giving PT, they weren't doing it. You know, it was, it was like, hey, mm-hmm. You know, a personal trainer don't get out there and exercise with you. They tell you what to do. They show you what to do. Exactly. So like, Man, get us out there. And that was it. We run. I remember we would sprint damn near mile. Just mm-hmm. full sprint. We didn't even have a, a C group. We had a, a A train and then an A group. And then we had a couple people in D. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our PT test, man, by... By about 15 minutes, we only had about maybe 10 or 15 people. Everybody else was coming in. I ran a 12, the fastest time I ever ran, a 12.47. But, but that's how he was. Everything that he did, man, it was like, man. I don't know how he did it, honestly. But this but dude you, was just like. But you see how every, you and including everybody in your unit, how y'all excelled under that leadership. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. We, we went to Iraq, and he was, he was telling us, he was like, hey. When I, when I got promoted to staff sergeant, so he had all of us, man. He's like, if y'all listen to me and follow me, I trust, trust me, you're going to get promoted. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, the 13 Bravos, what he did was, when we, when we deployed the same time, he was like, he had them, he ran every platoon like it was a company. So he was like, hey, sir, you the commander, that's your first arm. You the commander, that's not, I'm the sergeant major, this is battalion commander. Right. And he had, he was rating them as, as platoon sergeant it made him do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. but I'm telling you when we all got back it was like bam it's all first grade it's all first grade everybody was making the list yeah drill sergeant recruiter yeah ROTC you get all these assignments <laughs> man mm-hmm. 
And it was because he was making phone calls like, hey, I want to get this guy into a song. Hey, I want to yep. get this guy into a song. I, you know, he was taking care of people. He, yep. You had to work. You do your job. But he, every, all of us, man, we all, I don't think none of us at that time that was there at that time, they all retired at least. Master Sergeant. Some of them, Sergeant Major. Yeah. A couple of them, CW4 and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, man. First Sergeant Short, man, he was. You know how they be having them, uh, them NBA coaching trees? Right. <laughs> that's that's yeah. how he used to call it. He's like, hey, who's first on short leadership team? Like, hey, this song major here, this first right. here, this first one here. Yeah, man, he he was he he was he was a good dude, man. Good dude. He so when you that's the first person I ever talked to NCOs about finances, managing your money, right? Stuff like that. You know, he was right. telling people by retirement, he was like, hey, you need to have an exit strategy 15 years. Man. You need to have yeah. what you're going to do when you get out of the Army. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he had made some major in about 14 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he was hard yeah. charging. He was like, drill son of the year, uh-huh. you know, airborne, aerosol, ranger, all, all this that. stuff. Yeah. Well, I remember when he made some major. He's like, yeah, man, if I, I'm broke down now. Like, I can't, I can't do nothing that high stuff. But yeah, yeah. He, that, was, that was a good dude, man. He was one of the people that I, I kept in touch with him. When I left Fort Sill, hell, everywhere I went, I used to talk to him. Everywhere. So when you left Fort Sill, you went to Korea the first time, right? Yep. And you know, fun fact, we talked about this when we were in Korea that last time. Me and you was in Korea that same time because I was yep. there 07, 08. Yep, me too. 07, I got there July 11th. 2007. Yeah, because I got there June. No, I got there July 11, 2008. That's when I got, and I left 2009. Yeah, I got there 07, July 07. I left July 08. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in old second cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was six my o- first uh, six o- artillery unit. Yep, six oh, o- yeah, second. Yeah. My wife was in six o- second. Yep, because you because I remember. Cause the, I forgot the the chief that used to run the SSA. She had a, so when uh, I was there, a Lincoln chief Navigator. Was there. That, that's who it was. That's who it oh, was. Yeah. Yep. yeah, she was yep. there. My wife couldn't stand. Her. Nobody, everybody's talking about how mean she was. She was always nice to me. So people were like, she must have liked you. I was like, no man, the chief was cool. I said, now nah. I used to go in the chief office, man, because they'd be like, she ain't never let nobody just walk in there. Office. I'm like, I just uh-uh. walk in there. Yeah. Because she <laughs> didn't. We had a. We had a, a, a love-hate relationship because me being the alpha and I worked oh, yeah. in the SPO. So, you know, when cats in the SSA, they look at the guys in the SPO like, you know, we in the house and they in the field. <laughs> yep, yep. You know yep. what I mean? That's what I used to tell my wife. I said, she treat y'all like that because y'all, y'all, y'all down there. I yeah. Said, well, y'all, I come around there. I was the S4 then. I, I just come around there and just chop it up with Chief, man. I'm like, yep. hey, Chief, what's going on? Yeah, she's like, no, nah, man. She, she probably wasn't no joke. But, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. was cool, though. Like you say, you yeah. can't just be running up in there. No, you know what I mean, you, she wasn't <laughs> like that. So when yeah. you left Korea, is that when you went to the the drill use drill sergeant? Um, use drill sergeant, so leader, left, right? So I left Korea. I went to a knocking route, uh-huh. and then I wound up. I was supposed to be going to Fort Stewart, right? And then I wound up. They wound up sending me to Fort Hood. So while we were in Anoc, this is when the branch was still up in D.C. Yep. A bunch of us drove up there, man, and sat down with the branches. And she was like, well, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to send you to 21st Cav. Mm-hmm. So I went to 21st Cav. It was an aviation training brigade. Mm-hmm. You know, just a bunch of TDY training, mm-hmm. National Guard and Reserve, Apache units. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just doing nothing. Yep. Yep. And then I did that for about a year and... A half, two years, and I was supposed to be going to uh, Southcom down in down in Hempstead, Homestead, Florida, down by Miami. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. I, I wanted that assignment so bad. They were like, "Yep, you leaving?" I was. I just go on there and check. I used to go on there probably about every week just to look at it, just look at that assignment. <laughs> and, and one week I went on there, it wasn't there. What? I called Brent. Oh, hey, my salary disappeared. And he's like, well, hold on. Came back. He's like, oh. He said, yeah, you've been on the drill song, Branch, man. I can't touch you. <laughs> you can't. You can't. Mm. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. Yeah, there's, there's, 
And I called it. I tried everything to get out of that time. Mm-hmm. Then left from there, went to drill sergeant school, went to good old Fort Lee. Yeah. I was there for, so I got to Fort Lee in January. I was in the 92 Fox mm-hmm. uniform company. Mm-hmm. That day, I think I did about, I had three classes in about May time frame. The first one at the time, man, first on Martinez, he was like, hey, I need to see you. I went in his office, nothing on the wall, nothing on the desk. He gave me the keys, man. He was like, all right, if I make want to see a 1300, man, if y'all need me, I'm up at brigade. Said, you in charge now. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? W- what a handoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go to see Sergeant Major, man. Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major Wells. He was like, oh, you the one he picked? I was like, I guess. Yeah. Did that. Sergeant Major Bell, he was the... He was the brigade sergeant major at the time, so I had to go see him. Like, that, he used to be the G four, right? That sergeant major Bell. Yep. 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 So he, he's like, "Hey, you know, the job is yours as long as you're good." So he's like, mm-hmm. "If I call you and tell you come see me first, on just bring the keys." Yeah. So I did that. Left from there, and this was a crazy, crazy thing. So they had a master sergeant that was a. Uh, he was the first on in one of the other battalions. I guess he had got relieved or whatever. And was, you know, they was kind of trying to move him around. He was coming to the all battalion. Sergeant Major was like, hey, I got a master sergeant that wants a job. He's like, I- I'll let you pick if you want to stay in the company or uh-huh. if you want to go to another battalion, go to another company, whatever. I said, no, I'll stay in the company. I ain't got no issues, you know. Yeah. Because he always he always laugh at me because he was like, I was an E7. So I'm first time at the time. And, now I'll be talking to the other person, and I'll be standing at parade dress. And he'd be like, "Why are you standing at parade dress?" And I'll be like, "Cause I'm a song first day. They're first song." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, those are bad for you." I say, "Well, I mean, that's 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 the right thing to do." Exactly. So the man, new first song came, and in about three weeks, man, the song major called me in his office again. He said, "Hey, I got the movie, man." Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, <laughs> these, these soldiers still they still think you the first song. <laughs> he, he moved me to Charlie Cup. Uh huh. Two weeks later, no, this was about right before eight, before block leave. So middle of January, right? so about two weeks after we came back from block leave, mm-hmm. I get a call like three o'clock in the morning, man. Hey, need y'all up in the battalion conference room. So we all, I go to the battalion conference room, man. The gate commander there, Sergeant Major Bell there, the battalion Sergeant Major, the battalion mm-hmm. commander, mm-hmm. all the platoon sergeants there, the first sergeant. Ran his wife off the road, got in the car, shot her, got back in his car, called the MPs, and shot himself. Wow. Yep. First, first Sergeant Davidson. That was his name. Yep. They had five kids. I was like, what? Yep. So they were like, yeah. So at, at that time, I was like, wow. It was, it was, yeah. That was the first time I ever seen how, because the way that happened, it, it messed up the whole, that whole company. And, you know, yeah. the commander, he was like, whoa. You know, because this dude, I guess he had like, you know, some domestic violence right. stuff, and he wasn't even supposed to have no weapons with him, all kinds right. of stuff, man. So I went through that whole deal. And then, about I was in Charlie Company then, and then I got a a visit from old a guy named Sergeant Major Campbell and the Drill Sergeant of the Year. Uh-huh. And they were like, "Hey, you know, we putting together this AIT platoon sergeant six week program." Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, they want you to come down there." It was like five or six of us. I think I guess they picked one from each installation. The Drill uh-huh. Sergeant of the Year was going around and picking. So that's when I went to the Drill Sergeant Academy. And we were there, man. That was, I love that place, man. Hey, we had. I know you used to talk about it all the time. Man, it, that place was probably some of the most knowledgeable NCOs mm-hmm. ever, ever. And I remember Sergeant Major Christian. If you, Sergeant Major Christian on, on every billboard, every recruiting, you know that Gatorade commercial? The hard work work? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him singing Cadence, man, who, when he was a drill sergeant at Fort Bennett. 
Was you there? Was you there at the academy when Sar Major um, King? What, King, when she was there? No. I, okay. So when she was there, no, I seen her. I met her. She mm-hmm. she still comes to just on graduation and everything. So I mm-hmm. met I met her, but I know I know a lot of people that know her. Yeah. But yeah, she she seemed like a, like a cool person. But yeah, Sar Major Sar Major King Sar Major Christian. He he said, "You're not a drill sergeant." Like you are a non-commissioned officer fulfilling the role of a drill sergeant. He said, just remember that. Yeah. Like we're not teaching you to be nothing. These are basic NCO skills that you should have anyway. Yeah. Just enhancing them. Yep. So he, he he was like, but you know, in my time there, man, we I, I still run into people now. Yeah. They were like, man, you my drill sergeant. And then when I became the uh, the chief instructor up there, you know, we we, we did rewrote that program. I can remember getting phone calls from the trade saw majors because <laughs> we got too many people that failed. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I remember you said you had you and uh, some of your other peers. Y'all had rewrote everything, rewrote the program oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, we we took everything. We, all we did was take the drill sergeant. POI, uh-huh. took out uh, BRM, yeah, and then took out combatives, and changed everything from drill sergeant to AIT platoon sergeant. You know, did the same. We didn't do any modules that had to do with weapons, right? But everything else, yeah, we, we took it, branded it, you know, took it to the drill sergeant proponent. Mm-hmm. They blessed off on it, and, and that was that. And then, by the time my time was getting ready to be done, we were transitioning to bringing the drill sergeants back to AIT. Yeah. Yeah, we had to. So just to give you a timestamp, we got about I, okay. I booked the hour on Zoom, so we got about nine okay. minutes. Okay, yeah. So then nope. I left from there, came to Korea. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> when I got there, I I can remember being in formation one day. Uh huh. Because I, I I wasn't even supposed to be in one in uh seventy BSB. Right. I wasn't even supposed to be in our 70 BSB. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be going to Daegu to be the second sustainment brigade S4. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you said well, that. I, I got there, you know, I was I was like, maybe, how long was I there? Maybe two, three weeks, maybe. You know, the first song was there, the commander. I was just like, man, what? <laughs> What is going on in this company, man? What 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 are we doing? What what what's really going on? Yeah. Man, I, I went I went to Sergeant Major Brown's office, man. And he probably told you all the story on a yeah. Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I, I was I walked down there, I used to go to the gym, you know. Uh-huh. And then I go to Smoothie King, grab my smoothie and Oh man, the Smoothie King. <laughs> and then so I, I went in his office and sat down with him and I was like, hey. I know, hey, I know at the time they didn't, they didn't want me to be the first on, so I was like, hey, I can train, you know, the NCOs. I, I got some skills I can mm-hmm. train them up on. Yeah. I was like, I can train. He's like, well, so then we make decisions. He's like, hey, we're going to let you, let you take over, get, get the whole first arm, get the first arm position. But yeah, yep. man, it was. That company, man, was it was something else, man. Yeah. It was something else. Yeah. It, it was a lot of things that were just my thing at the time. And I think I think the Drill Sean Academy prepared me yeah. for Korea a lot because yeah. I can remember, I can remember going to the Sergeant Major Christian, man, like, man, because we would get NCOs, man, staff sergeant, sergeant first class. And the drill sergeant academy, and I'm like, well, how do you not know this? Exactly. He, 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 he used to tell me all the time. He said, man, you're you looking at rank and basing your expectations off of that. Yeah. He said, but everybody hasn't been in the same place. He said, they haven't. They haven't. I can have I can have a, a, a 11 Bravo that was maybe the sergeant major driver for three years and then went to be recruited. Yeah. And then he shows up to my battalion as a staff sergeant, and I'm like, 
Don't even know how to clear I a room. I don't even know how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He never, he, never, he never had to do it. Yeah. So that mind frame, I was like, okay. So his, his thing was, hey, you show him. Yeah. You train him. Yeah. You give him an honest assessment. Because that's what we used to do at the drill sergeant. The hardest thing to do at the drill sergeant academy for me was you had to just watch them mess up. Yeah. Because you got to give them an honest assessment. And be like, yeah. well, this is where you messed up at. This is where you messed up at. Yeah. And then, you know, so when I when I got to Korea, I was more than my friend. You know, I'm not here to teach you how to do your job. Yeah. I always just tell the candidates, I'm not here to make you a leader. You're a leader. You got greatness in you. Yeah. We just got to find a way to get it out. Exactly. Because it's, it's there. Yeah, it, it's, it, in it, it's, it's, it's there. It's just, just I can based on the rank on your collar, I can tell it's in there. You yep. you don't just you don't just make rank like that. No. Contrary, yeah. I tell people contrary to popular opinion, you know, the army just, just doesn't promote people that. No. You have done something that that says, hey, okay, this person is here. Yep. So exactly. You no, know, you're doing that. I when I got to Korea. I was going to mindset of yep, and I understood. You know the structure of, hey, that's why my, my like my target audience was always the sergeants and the staff sergeants. Yep. Because if I if you train them, like Stormage Christian had this saying, he was like, if the NCOs, if the NCO is the backbone of the army, the sergeant and staff sergeant are the nerves of the backbone. That's it. That, that like, is it. Because that's I don't it. care how good your backbone is. If your nerve is bad, you're always going to be in pain. Yes. Yes. So he was like, hey, you train them to do that. Because two things that happens when you do that. It gives them confidence in themselves, but yeah. it gives the soldiers confidence in them. Because if if I don't believe that my NCO know what he's talking about, and those are the ones that's going to be around him most of the time. Soldiers ain't going to believe I'm going to be going to that song first class all the time. Yeah. If they tell me something, I'm going to listen to them. Yeah, but I'm gonna go check with the song first class just to make sure that just exactly you know. See, you're always gonna have that problem. So that's, but yeah, and then it just it's like everything just fell into place. You know, Song Major got there. Song Major got there not long Friday. Then Colonel Diamond got there. Yeah, Captain Rand got there. I got there. Then we had you guys get coffee. It's like everybody just came. Yeah. You know, it was like back to back, month after month, Colonel, yeah. you know, brigade commander got there maybe yeah. like three weeks after I got there. Yeah. It was just, everything just fell in. It was like a perfect storm, like you say. It was, It was like man. a perfect storm. It was. And I was like, man, when I left that place, I, I, I even when I got here, I told you, I was like, man, I remember wanting to stay there longer. I was like, man, because I didn't want to leave. And I was like, man, I don't want to yeah. leave yeah. unfinished business. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but it was like, man, like, hey, I had, I had to go. But yeah, I, I talk about seventy BSB, man, like all day, man. That, that, yeah, that place was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was. Thomas Brown, man. He, I'll never forget what he told me. He like expectations and accountability. That, <laughs> that's it. Expectations and accountability. That's it. But yeah, man, it, I, it, I it was, still it great. Still talk to these cats, man, and. It's just amazing, like you said, man. It was it was a hodgepodge of great leaders. Probably more importantly, great people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was that's one thing I always say about like mm-hmm. Colonel Donahue and Sergeant Major Brown. Man, like, yep. I, I like I've met, I've had a lot of leaders that you know say yep. they care about soldiers and care, about, but I've never met two leaders that genuinely, yeah, care about you. Not not. What you can do as a soldier, what you can exactly. do as a it was like as a person. Yeah, like, they genuinely cared about you. They did. Phenomenal, phenomenal people. We got uh, we had fifty eight minutes and twenty seconds. Want to wrap oh. it up because I don't want Zoom to because I only booked like for an hour on here. Oh yeah, Maybe next time I yeah. book longer. But I want to yeah. say you know I appreciate you you know coming on, taking time out your busy retirement contracting day. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. To hang out. Uh, I definitely want to tell you, um, appreciate you promoting me. You was part of my promotion party when I got oh, yeah. to promote the master sergeant. So I definitely appreciate that. 
all the knowledge, the wisdom, the the comp, the, the conversations we had about life, marriage, everything. So I definitely oh, yeah. appreciate that. You know, what I mean, always a, a trusted confidant that I knew if I told you something, it was just between us. So yep, yep, appreciate yeah, likewise, that. Likewise, man, I, I remember I used to come down to that. That was my. That was my safe space. I come down to the F3 and just vent. I come in your office, man. I just stand there by the door. Man, I don't know what the heck. <laughs> and that's one thing I love. Another thing I love about Korea, man, is like I had you. I had Master on Lemon, Master on Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I used, I used to, like I used to tell Sean I got my assistant first, man. They, they, <laughs> yeah. They, they helped keep me, kept me on the throat, man. No doubt. Yeah, they, it, it was great. It was great, man. Good time. That's one of them things that I almost changed my mind from retirement. Yeah. Almost. almost. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate everything, man. Um, we definitely continue to be in touch like we always been. So definitely appreciate that. All right. Yep. All right. Peace, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, man. Peace. Yep. 